We've got an incredible Thursday night football game between the Chiefs and the Chargers. We'll give you our pick on that one. Andrew Lynch is going to tell you why betting on week 15 is like bacon. And I've got two underdogs I absolutely love this week that are going to get you paid. Let's go! We're back. It's your boys, Jason McIntyre, Andrew Lynch. Another episode of Coming Up Winners. I'm coming off one of my best weeks of the season. Lynch, uh, not so much, but I'll tell you this, folks. We just had a pre-podcast chat. And I wish it was on video because Andrew Lynch literally blew my mind. It exploded all over this room. I'll let you tell the story about Rajan Rondo and Connect Four. All right. Wasn't expecting this, but uh, <laughs> good morning, everyone. Uh, 2011, there was a uh, charity art event in Boston right around the Sloan Sports Analytics Conference. And Rajan Rondo was friends with the organizer, and he was there. So part of the event was a Connect Four tournament. And Rondo and I got uh, seated against each other. Ooh. And... There is a game theory optimal way to play Connect Four. These games that have been solved, there's a, there's an optimal way to play them, regardless of who your opponent might be. And six moves in, Rondo and I both recognized that the other person was playing game theory optimal, and we ended up tying in that. Um, that that's bananas. Yeah, it's you know it's not necessarily a gambling story, but it's. Uh, I'm actually kind of surprised we didn't have money on it, to be honest. Uh, folks, this is how smart of a man Andrew Lynch is. I will say this. I'm an excellent Connect Four player. I may bring in the uh, board game next week, and let's see if Lynch can uh, put this game theory on me. Because no joke, I like to think I'm awesome at Connect Four, but beating your wife and kids doesn't mean that much. But that's neither here nor there. Let's get to it. Week 15 in the NFL. I have to say, Andrew, I kind of love this card this week. I... I don't. I'm a little nervous. You know, du- duplicating last week's five and zero in the super contest is difficult. We will dive into the card first, but as always, let's start with hashtag put up or shut up, folks. We got a lot of submissions this week, and uh, you guys are getting smart. They're getting sharper, Lynch. Uh, this is the 25th episode of the podcast, and I said at episode 25 I will match. 25th episode, so all these put-up or shut-ups are $25. Hey, listen, usually we do it for fun, betting $10 on games. Again, you know the drill. You guys don't lose any money. All you got to do is give a glowing review on iTunes and a shout-out on social media. Let's get to it. At Alex M. Jacobs. Browns at Broncos. Um, I guess Alec listened to the show on Monday. I said how much I love the Browns. I I love them so much. I think we're moving lines here, Lynch. We are on the podcast. It's now down to Denver favored by two and a half. Give me Cleveland. Uh, I I just love the Browns in this spot. I will give you this. Some potential cause for concern is that this is the Browns' third road game in four weeks. Okay, late in the season. But my counter would be this is a young Cleveland team. Like, I'm not really that concerned. Lynch, do you like it? I, I'm getting three. We'll let producer Conrad determine if it's three or two and a half. But your thoughts, Browns, Broncos. Certainly like it more at plus three, yeah. obviously. Um, but I, I do like this pick for you. I think this comes down to 
Denver being very methodical and trying to win games with defense and the rushing attack versus the Browns, who are so much more explosive. In fact, the Action Network every week puts out their their matchup manifesto. And one of the things that's contained within that is explosive play rate, which is a measure of an offense's capability to come up with 20-plus yard plays, but also the, the opposing defense's susceptibility to those plays. Well, in Week 15, the Browns have the same explosive pass rate as the Saints, and they're a percentage point behind the Rams, the Chiefs, and the Chargers. Four of the best offenses in the NFL, the Browns have the potential to be as explosive as those teams this week. Yeah. So that's my one concern. I, I do agree with you. Maybe a little bit of wear and tear, but also when you talk about Denver being so much more methodical, they have the third ranked rushing offense by DVOA and Cleveland is 26th in rushing defense. That said, I do think the potential explosiveness of Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, and that Cleveland rushing offense outweighs Denver's potential to just grind out a win here. Yeah, that was a concern for me last week. Could they stop Christian McCaffrey? They held him to 63 yards. Another thing I want to add, I looked at this. The most targeted guy for the Broncos last week was someone named Tim Patrick. I don't know who that is. Uh, We know the injury, obviously, to Emmanuel Sanders is huge. Tim Patrick, coming into that game, had 11 targets the entire season. And he was the most targeted guy for Case Keenum. This offense has really hit a bad spot due to injuries. I think the Browns will stack the box. I like him at three. I'm going to take him on the money line this week. So Alec M. Jacobs, there's my first pick. I'm going with Baker Mayfield and the Browns. Up next at Moldrem21. He offered up Raiders Bengals. Now and said he was back for revenge. Oh, I love that. Yes, yes. Love the revenge factor, as I love that in uh, you know, gambling in the NFL. I'm gonna take the Bengals here, Lynch. Let me just toss one thing out to you. I'm considering them in the super contest when I look at this. Jeff Driscoll filling in for the injured Andrew Dalton. Andy Dalton, I'm sorry, not Andrew. Call it your Andrew Lynch. Uh when you look at who they've faced the last two weeks, Driscoll's faced two top 10 DVOA defenses, Broncos and Chargers. Raiders are 32nd. This is a He's going to be having time in the pocket. He's going to be looking around, a lot of open windows. I think Driscoll will be able to move the ball. Um, and last week, Raiders did not protect Derek Carwell against the Steelers. He was sacked four times. Wednesday at practice, Raiders were down two offensive linemen. Listen, I know the Bengals are not a great team. I just believe they will be able to move the football against the Raiders. Feels like a close game. I'll take the Bengals at home with the Raiders having to travel east for an early kick. I would lean Raiders here for two major reasons. Well, three major reasons, actually. One, teams that perform as poorly as the Raiders did in the first half of the season tend to be significantly undervalued in the second half of the season. I think we've seen that already with the Raiders, you know, that Steelers game first and foremost. Second, I've been out on this Bengals team for a long, long time. And the the third point kind of relating to the second is the Raiders, as bad as they are defensively, they're number two in the NFL by DVOA against number one receivers. And the Bengals are without A.J. Green. I don't even have one. So, exactly. So, I, you know, this is a game that almost no outcome is going to surprise me, short of maybe a, a Raiders just like 41 nothing shellacking. That Ooh, might surprise that me. That would surprise everybody. But, yeah. you know, I, I like taking the points here, and I uh-huh. like the Raiders. One concern, uh, well, actually two real quick ones. Just to play devil's advocate before you go all in on the Bengals. Their Bengals linebackers are awful. They rank 32nd in the NFL defending running backs out of the backfield. Jalen Richard 
Keep an eye on him. He's their second leading receiver this season on the Raiders. He's going to eat against Vontez Burfecht, assuming he's back from the concussion. Could be a good pickup in fantasy. And secondly, longtime Bengals defensive coordinator Paul Gunther. Guess what? He left after last season. He now runs the Raiders defense. So Hmm. he's going to know exactly what Marvin Lewis is up to. I'm almost talking myself out of the Bengals, but for purposes of this, Put up or shut up. Give me the Bengals favored by three at Muldrem 21. And finally, at Baffinaire, I remember when he gave it to me a couple weeks ago. We gave him sh- a shout out for his cool handle. He offered up the toughest game of the week, which is the best game of the week. Patriots at Steelers. Lynch, a lot of line movement here. Um, when Ben Roethlisberger was ruled in, it went from Steelers by favored by one to now they're, fav- they're two and a half point underdogs at home. Do you want to offer any thoughts before I dive into Patriots-Steelers? Where are you leaning here? I lean Steelers, uh, but I think the real value, certainly earlier in the week, maybe not today where it's crept up, was in the over-under. It was 49.5 earlier this week, and these are two of the top offenses in the NFL, and neither of them can really stop anyone. 52.5, a little bit less value there, but I, I genuinely think this game probably ends up closer to the 60 total point range. Uh, but yeah, like I said, against the spread, I would lean Steelers here. I'm I'm out on Pittsburgh right now. So one-dimensional without a running game. The kicker, you, you just don't know what you're getting with him right now. I mean, he obviously slipped on that kick in Oakland. So special teams not faring well. By the way, Patriots blocked two punts last week. And remember, against the Bears, they killed me on special teams. Um, I will say this. Rob Gronkowski has dominated the Steelers last year in that classic game, nine catches, 168 yards. I mean, he just cannot be stopped. Since they lost Ryan Shazier, Steelers have not figured out how to defend tight ends. They're 31st in the league. So I'm anticipating a big game from Gronk. The only reason I'm not backing the Patriots here, Lynch, is because on the road, they've lost to Jacksonville, Detroit, Tennessee, and Miami. Let me take that to the next level. New England on the road this year is averaging 100 fewer yards than they are at home. Wow. 10 fewer points and allowing six more points on the road versus at home this season. Those are bad splits. Yep. Now, I know Pittsburgh has looked like garbage for the last six quarters, right, against the Raiders in that second half against the Chargers. I'm just going to take them here. I, I feel like... The revenge factor, you know, and the Patriots not being very good on the road. I looked this up, Lynch. They gave up 9.2 yards per play to the Dolphins last That's week. That's Buccaneers-esque. That's I worse mean, than the Buccaneers. Someone named Brandon Bolden had like a huge touchdown run. They gave up big plays galore. Bryce Butler, remember the former Cowboys? Yes, sir. He caught a touchdown pass. Uh, Kenny Stills, who's not as good as Antonio Brown or Juju Smith, Caught eight passes on nine targets for a buck thirty-five. Steelers are going to move the ball. I, I guess I'll take Steelers and put up or shut up. That's I'm the confidence Steelers. I like. Yeah, yeah, you love it. I guess I'll take Steelers. So there they are. Put up or shut up. I'm taking the Browns getting three, the Bengals favored by three, and the Steelers getting two. That's it for put up or shut up. In short, it is time to put up or shut up. Next up, good bet or bad bet. We're going to dive into the best games of the weekend that we are actually betting for real. Uh, Lynch, I love the card this week. I'm thinking I'm probably going heavy on two of these three games. We'll see where we'll see where it goes with the other one. But let's get started with Dallas at Indianapolis. Colts currently three. That could move down 
Uh, we think the professional money is going to come in this, on the Colts. So this has been fascinating to me. That line, other than a slight movement on the VIG, has not moved at all this week. It has been three through and through. And when you think about it, I think that makes sense. Because while the Cowboys probably are the public team here, how much of a liability would it be to have Colts minus two and a half when I think they're yeah. pretty clearly the better team? So when you come inside of that key number, all of a sudden Vegas is on the hook, pun absolutely intended. Uh <laughs> With, you know, with a team that probably covers. I think that probably, you know, exposed my hand a little bit here. But, um, yeah, it's been fascinating that there is no line movement so far this week. Yeah. Uh, Lynch, I do wonder if that means people are going to come in heavier after uh, when the limits go up later in the week. Again, people, you said something interesting. You know, the Colts are the better team. People hear that. And they might have missed Monday's podcast. Folks, you've got to look at the DVOA rankings. They take everything into account. Currently... Colts are the 10th best team in the league. Dallas, despite this hot streak, 17th. I will add this. Zach Martin did not practice. If they're missing him, that's a significant blow to what is one of their best factors, obviously, the offensive line. Um, Colts have struggled to defend running backs out of the backfield, uh, tied for last, allowing 8.8 catches per game. Ezekiel Elliott is probably going to have a good game. Against them. Uh, big news for the Colts. Uh, I was reading in the Indy Star this week. Ryan Kelly, their good center, very likely back. He's back at practice. Healthy offensive line going to be crucial against this Cowboys defensive front seven that's nasty. Lynch, the reason I'm taking the Colts, I've bet them, and they are a very likely super contest pick, is Frank Reich, their head coach. We've been glowing about him, mostly me. I don't know if you love him as much as I do. Certainly love him more than Jason Garrett. (laughs) He's the former Eagles offensive coordinator. Knows Dallas intimately well. Faced him two times last year. And remember, he's faced two former NFC East teams this year. Let's see how he did. Oh, they covered against the Eagles on the road, and they beat the Redskins soundly on the road. Uh, knowledge is key, and Frank Reich knows them as well as anybody. I tried to ask producer Conrad if he thinks there will be a minor letdown from Dallas with the Carson Wentz injury. Okay, The Eagles fading from playoff contention. Cowboys basically locked in, and producer Conrad, he wasn't really feeling that. I certainly was not, J-Mac. You haven't won a playoff game in, what, 25 years, and you're telling me you want to lay off the gas pedal early? There's not a chance in my book. They still have a chance at the three seed, too, as well. So if they want to get that three seed, they could easily take uh, Minnesota at home. Seattle already beat them once this year. Do you think they want to play against a defense that's rounding into form, too? And that's exactly it. It's going to be hard for Dallas to surpass Chicago, obviously, especially the way that Bears defense is playing. But the only way you have a chance is if you go out and you take care of business and you win these games. Are you taking... uh, I'm taking Colts by three. Yeah, I would lean towards the Colts here. Listen, this Cowboys team infuriates me on so many levels, but none more so than the fact that they have the 16th ranked rushing offense by DVOA. That is absurd. I know that offensive line has had injuries this season, but when you have Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield, you should be better than 16th in rushing Uh, offense. Is this overthinking it? Okay, I've got Ezekiel Elliott. I'm in the fantasy playoffs in the semifinals. I'm going to be rooting for a huge game, but I'm betting the Colts. So I'm not really, you know. Sounds like That sounds like being a football fan in 2018. And and that's tough, folks. You can laugh at me and hit me up on Twitter and make fun of me or whatever. That's a real concern of mine. Now, I will be betting the Colts for sure. Uh, but at the same time, I don't know if I'll be able to take them in the contest because in fantasy, you know, these leagues, there's some good money at stake uh, more than I'm going to be betting on the Colts. Next up, Lynch, 
the Seattle Seahawks, producer Conrad's team, they visit the 49ers. Now, lots of line movement here. I believe on the look ahead, this was six. Folks, it just ticked down to three and a half. Woo! Lot of 49ers money coming in. Lynch is very skeptical of it. Why don't you poke holes before I can make a case for the 49ers? You know, J-Mac, every morning that I come to our beautiful Fox Sports lot, I get to enjoy breakfast here. And there's a nice spread of kind of a, a catered buffet-style breakfast. And to me, week 15 is like the bacon tray. Like, it's all bacon. <laughs> I, I'm going to enjoy it. It's bacon. But, like... Finding the games, finding the right value is like finding the perfect piece of bacon in that tray. And to me, this is the juiciest piece of bacon Ooh. in the entire smorgasbord. I love this game. I think it's the most valuable game on the board. Seattle just blew out the Niners 43-16. to Yeah, there were some fluke plays, some fumbles, things like that. But the Seahawks are 8th in DVOA. The 49ers are 30th, wow. and even though they've had some strong performances of late, when you look at the weighted DVOA, which kind of discounts the early season results, they're 31st. They've actually taken a step back. Hmm. So for me, getting inside of four points, like Seattle all day. Yeah, now, it's tough for me to get bet against Russell Wilson, but let, let's go back to that game. You said they just beat him by a million. Okay, so I looked at that. I think it's actually 27. 27, but... close to a million. Um so the C Seattle led, it was kind of a close game through a quarter, and they were up 13-0, and the 49ers fumbled inside the Seattle 10. So you're looking at potentially a close game. Later, Seattle has to punt. 49ers fumbled a punt inside their own 35. What is that, the green zone or 25? I don't know what the green zone is, whatever. They fumbled at their own 33. Seattle scores two plays later, ball game. Now they get a pick six for 99 yards later. And again, this is all in Seattle. Now, revenge factor, playing at home, Seattle's short week, coming off a physical big win over the Vikings. And I'm going to be honest with you, Seattle did not look sharp for three-plus quarters against a much better defense, obviously. But the reason I lean the Niners here— Bad bet. The reason I lean the Niners here is because of what I saw from their defense last week. They knew, hey, we got to shut down the Broncos' running game, and they stuffed them, I believe, Lindsey, on— Fourth down was stuffed twice. They held the Broncos to 3.9 yards per play. I just wonder if Seattle maybe comes out a little bit flat. Meanwhile, the 49ers are charged up. We want revenge. We just beat the Broncos. I believe there. Maybe I'll say this. 49ers first half. Would you think there's value there, Lynch or Conrad? I don't. I think I think Seattle's going to come in and just Damn. dominate this game, especially this is just a classic reverse line movement to me. I'm getting so much value with the Seahawks relative to where the line opened, and not much has changed. Yeah, you know what, too? You have to look at this. Seattle has a 99% chance of making the playoffs. If they win, they're in, okay? They do not want to go back to Chicago and go against that defensive front. Mm. Khalil Mack and those boys tore up that Seahawks front five, and I'm telling you what right now, they do not want to go back in bare weather. I think the Seahawks are going to have gas pedal the whole way. Pete Carroll wants to get these wins. All right, there you have it. I, I'm on an island here with the 49ers. And finally, Alcatraz, you're in Alcatraz. Finally, this is a game, and it's weird. This is my process, Lynch, as I'm looking through the week. I'm obviously looking at the marquee games. And, you know, then the injuries come out, and you're like, all right, maybe I don't love that. And you see line movement. This game snuck up on me. The Tennessee Titans who are in the playoff race in the AFC, are underdogs by three in New York against the Giants. And I'm looking at this and I say, wait a sec, wait a sec, hold up, hold up. Who have the Giants beat to become a favorite? But J-Mac, it's down to one and a half. It is? Yes. 
It's down to one wow. and a half. Okay, so that now that changes things. Now in the super contest, I believe it's two and a half. I'll have to check that. But I was wondering, maybe maybe there's your answer. I was wondering how this was three. These are the quarterbacks, Lynch, who the New York Giants have beat during this hot streak. First up, Nick Mullins on the road. Mighty Nick Mullins, who I may be betting on this week. Then they go home and they beat the combination of Ryan Fitzpatrick and Jameis Winston because Fitzpatrick was Name benched. Name a more iconic duo. <laughs> for four interceptions, I think, in the first half. Name a more iconic duo. I can't. <laughs> then they choked against the Eagles on the road. They had a big lead, the Giants did. Then they beat the Bears, but they didn't beat the Bears. They beat Chase Daniel, who threw a pick six like five minutes into the game, maybe five seconds in. And then last week, they beat uh, a more iconic duo than Fitzpatrick and Jameis. <laughs> they beat Mark Sanchez and someone named Josh Johnson. So, love his music. Those are four uh, substandard quarterbacks, to say the least. Now they have to face Marcus Mariota, who is a very good quarterback, and they've got to face him without Landon Collins. Oh, and the Titans' run defense, 13th in the league, according to DVOA. I think they'll be able to slow down Saquon. Remember, the Redskins' 25th rated run defense, Tampa Bay was 30th. This is a Tennessee team that just held Fournette to 60 yards. On extra time to prepare. I am all in. I think the Titans are going to be my favorite bet of the week. I don't have a strong lean on this game. I love that you love it this much. I just, does it bother you at all that the Giants are so far ahead in the DVO, DVOA ratings? I mean, they're they're 14th by DVOA, and the, the, the Titans are 21st. Hmm. That's interesting. I had not considered that, had not taken that into account. I just, I wonder how fat have the Giants got on these bad quarterbacks. Has that I mean, kid, does that factor into DVOA? No, I know they like everything, but Josh Johnson? I mean, real like a guy wasn't in the league two weeks ago. I just have a hard time trusting this Giants defense. I know Tennessee's been hit and miss. They are they're a difficult team. Conrad, you were chomping at the bit to get in. Did you did you have something you wanted to add on Titans? Giants. I was just going to say, it's so funny how we're forgetting now that the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL isn't even a factor in this game because it's looking like he's not even going to play. Oh, he's okay. Yeah, I hadn't even looked. I mean, he doesn't, to me, he's not a huge factor. I mean, of course, the Titans have Malcolm Butler. The, the, just kidding. Okay, that, <laughs> nobody's going to believe that. Um, but yeah, obviously, he would be a factor. Is he worth a point, Lynch, to you? Uh, sure, he's the best quarterback the Giants have. <laughs> Everybody's got jokes today. All right, folks, I, I'm Who all is in. joking? <laughs> Tennessee Titans. I'm seeing two. You're seeing one and a half, huh? And oh, that's the, that's we talk about it all the time, right? Shop around. Um, they got that's hit where, hard. You know, at at one and a half, that's probably a, a good bet for you. I, I can't. I don't hate it. At one and a half, though, why wouldn't you just put a little bit on the money line? On the a little one hundred five, get a little plus go. money there. All right, so there you have it. Those are the three games. Uh, we both like the Colts. I like the Niners. Lynch and Conrad absolutely hate them. Mm, and I'm uh, I, I'm go- probably my biggest bet of the week weekend will be on the Tennessee Titans. I, they're locked in on my super contest. That's something you probably could have predicted before the season starts, right? <laughs> week 15, my biggest bet will be on the Tennessee Titans Tennessee and Marcus Titans. Mariota. Let's yes. go. Now on to Moneyline picks. Lynch, this is uh, – you had a hot streak um, not so hot not the so last hot. few yeah, weeks. That's what happens when you gamble on Washington and, you know, in the non-Alex Smith version of, the was- of Washington. Yeah, I think you had Jacksonville money line. Let's not talk about that. Let's never talk about that ever again. Uh, By the way, um, we're not going to get into this game, but there could be value on Jacksonville. Looks like that number's starting to run. I saw seven. It's now seven and a half. 
I think it's going to soar. Flames on the side of my face. It's fine. It's fine. Josh, just remember, Josh Johnson against the Jacksonville defense. Okay, money line picks. Lynch, I'll let you go first. You know, I I think this is the second week now out of three weeks where I didn't – I didn't see any real value on an underdog. And again, I always like to bet underdogs here, try to get two to one on my money in a league where anything can happen on any given Sunday. So I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers Mm. getting plus 220 at home against the New Orleans Saints. I don't love this bet, but, you know, it's going to be fun to root for the underdog at home. I've said it a couple of times. I still do believe in Cam Newton, although at this point I've got one foot barely on that bandwagon, and I think I'm the only person holding on to the reins. Uh, I just I like the Panthers at home, even knowing how stout that Saints rush defense is and knowing that for the Panthers to succeed, they really need to get Christian McCaffrey going. I'm seeing that this just hit to six and a half. I wonder, Lynch, let me ask you this. When you see last week the Saints luck boxing into a victory for me, man, that was so lucky. Uh, they let, drove 14-3 at half and then fumbled on the second play of the, of the third quarter and they still covered on the road. I do wonder, do you think Vegas knows that the public loves the Saints, cover machine, they covered last week in a bad spot, let's let's push this number up and get these guys to go heavy on the Saints on the road. I mean, listen, Carolina on the road is bad, but at home getting six, six and a half? That's, a, that's exactly my logic, and I... I think that line is maybe a tad inflated. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and I, yeah, give me the Panthers at home in an NFC South showdown. Okay, I'm not as confident uh, in my money line pick this week. I looked hard at the Jets. Um, Naturally. Yeah, I, I had to. This is just, Houston's a little overrated. Um, we saw that last week. You know, we were all over the Colts, hit that. But I'm going to shy away from the Jets, and I'm going to go against one of my favorite teams in the league. I called them a playoff team early in the season for a video for Fox, and I was shredded for weeks, and then all those dopes have been like, oh, you were right, Jason. Um, Because I'm wrong a lot. That's That's a great impersonation. Everybody's wrong. Uh, I'm going to go Green Bay Packers plus 215 on the money line going into Lambeau. I'm sorry, going into Chicago, um, getting six. But I like the money line. This is the only logic here. Chicago probably takes a step back after that Rams game. That was a massive island game. Everybody's 20 million people are watching or whatever the number is. They put everything into that. Can they duplicate that again against an Aaron Rodgers who owns the Bears? I mean, that comeback earlier this season was phenomenal. I love the Bears as a team. I think there could be value on Aaron Rodgers on the money line. I agree. I think particularly, you know, that Rams, the win by the Bears over the Rams was impressive, but Jared Goff has not been playing well for the past few weeks. And Aaron Rodgers, you know, one of the most talented quarterbacks in NFL history. My concern here, and this was noted in the Football Outsiders write-up of the DVOA rankings this week, so I think it's I think it's really top of mind. The the gap between the Bears, who are now the number one defense in the NFL, mm. and the Baltimore Ravens, who are number two, is about the same as the gap between the Ravens and an average defense this NFL season. That's how much better the Bears are on defense than everybody else. And so this is it's classic, right? This Bears defense versus, you know, Aaron Rodgers out there trying to sling it, trying to, you know, kind of show that if Mike McCarthy was the issue in Green Bay and it's not him. 
I don't I don't hate this bet. Um, I I would probably side with the home team with that elite defense, mm. but this should be a great great yeah. game. I, I, listen, I love this slate, Lynch. I know there's a couple of really dog games. I mean, we didn't even get to like the Lions and the Bills, uh, Falcons. Car- there's some bad games, but there's also a lot of tremendous games. There you have it, money line picks. I'm taking a flyer on Aaron Rodgers. Lynch is backing Killer Cam Newton. Those are your good bet, bad bet for week 15. On to Thursday night football. Awesome game. Just a tremendous matchup. Unfortunately, both teams injured a bit. The Chargers travel across, I believe it's two time zones, to visit the Kansas City Chiefs. Really tremendous game on Fox tonight. Chiefs favored by three and a half and Lynch. This hasn't budged. I mean, either way, uh, we're still waiting on the Melvin Gordon news. I guess there's a chance he plays tonight. If not, they're going to be starting someone named Justin Jackson at running back. And we've seen this throughout the year. The way to cover against the Chiefs is to run the football. The Broncos did it twice. Okay, David Johnson and the Cardinals did it. And we saw last week the Ravens. I think they almost had 200 yards rushing against this 32nd ranked run defense. Question is, can you do that without Melvin Gordon? Uh, Eric Berry is supposed to be back for the Chiefs tonight. I haven't checked the temperatures, uh, if weather's going to be a factor, but I can't help but look at the Andy Reid dominance. Absolute dominance of the AFC West. Okay, The Kansas City Chiefs, in their last 20 games against the AFC West, I know, I know trends, whatever, 19 and 1 straight up against the AFC West. 14 and 6 against the spread. The Chiefs, folks, Andy Reid has won nine straight against the Chargers. And again, I know there's a trend, different players, different coaches. Seven and two against the spread. Andy Reid's a damn good regular season coach. I love the way you phrase that. Andy Reid is a damn good regular, regular season, season coach. Yeah. Now, and let me one last thing. Anthony Lynn is on the other sideline. Proceed, Lynch. <laughs> and this so when we get to the postseason, if these two teams match up and the Chargers are healthy, you know, spoiler alert, I'm probably going to be looking really heavily at fading Andy Reid. I don't, I don't trust Andy Reid in the postseason. I really, really like the Chargers. I've come in and said that a number of times on this podcast. This is tough for me, but I, I've got to take the Chiefs here for so many of the reasons that you just listed. Melvin Gordon being out is it just crushes the Chargers. I love Phillip Rivers, but if he's dropping back and passing 40, 45 times, I don't know that that gets it done against this Chiefs team that is more than happy to get out in a gunslinging contest with you. I The Chargers have a chance to get stops, whereas the Chiefs maybe don't. But that's really the only argument in favor of Los Angeles, in my opinion. Do, do they have chance to get a, a stops though? Yeah, they're so, I mean they're a top ten defense. You know, I, they're not an elite defense, and perhaps that's what it takes to stop this Chiefs team. I'll buy that argument that being being top ten isn't enough. You need to be a top three defense to really slow down this Kansas City team. That might be true, but that's that's what I mean. I don't think the Chargers are necessarily going to get stops, but they have a chance. Yeah. Uh, I let me just say, Lynch. So I, I I'm. Just hearing us talk, I'm like, I got to go bet the Chiefs now. I don't love the three and a half. What are your thoughts on taking the three? Now, the juice is 135. So if you bet 100 on the Chiefs at negative three, you win 74 bucks. Do you, do you like that or no? I, I don't think there is much argument to be made for buying the hook. I think it is a negative EV play. Long term? Absolutely. Right. Yes. 
But what about in this particular spot? I I like the Chiefs enough that I think the value is in minus three and a half paying the smaller VIG versus getting it down to three and having to pay so much in, in the VIG there. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and do it then. I'm not going to buy the buy the hook. Uh, the, uh, famous last words, right? Uh, there, there we go. I'm placing the bet now. A hundred on the Chiefs. Favored by three and a half. Now, Conrad, uh, you irrationally love the Chiefs. I mean, this is a clean sweep, so I wonder, does that mean the Chargers are going to show up tonight? No, I mean, it just depends on how much you trust Phillip Rivers to have to sling the ball 45 times in a game, 50 times in a game. You know, when people look at his great games this year, when he started off the game 25 for 25, nine of those passes, 10 of those passes were to like right out of the backfield, but not having Melvin Gordon is so much bigger than what people even take into consideration. I know the Chargers have been winning games without him lately. You know, they went into Pittsburgh, but that was even with having Eckler. Eckler's not even playing in this game either. So your top two running backs are out. And just look at these numbers from Melvin Gordon right now. Melvin Gordon is responsible for 125 yards per game, 1,200 total yards in the season. He's second on the team in targets. He has 13 touchdowns, which is five more than anyone else on the team. I mean, the guy is so much a part of this offense that when you take him out in a big game, do you believe that they won't cover if yeah. he's not a part of it? I will say they didn't have Melvin Gordon against the Steelers. One in Pittsburgh. Um, but they had Eckler. They did have Eckler. He was a factor. Uh, so I listen, folks. I, I it's tough to back the Chargers in this spot. You got an inferior coach, you got injuries, and you got Pat Mahomes in an island game where he could cement the MVP here. I think most would agree he's taken the lead over Drew Brees. Brees has had two kind of sloppy games. I think Mahomes could cement the MVP here against the Chargers in a game that you're looking at home field advantage in the playoffs. If you can continue winning, Patriots lose to Pittsburgh. I think it locked up right. And I, I would be remiss if I didn't point out along those lines, this is the DVOA Bowl. This is the top yes. two teams in DVOA going head-to-head. Man, I wish they were all, they were both healthy. This this is going to be an outstanding football yeah. game. I cannot wait. Yeah, and actually, J-Mac, I think you're 100% correct. I think Pat Mahomes tonight with a big game locks up the MVP. People forget last year, Carson Wentz, the same exact week, he was looking like the MVP, oh, no. tore his ACL. I was at that game, yes, Rams-Eagles, unfortunately. All right, folks, there you have it, the Thursday night football action. I just want to remind everybody, be careful. This, the bowl season's coming up. Save some money, okay? Hopefully you listened to the podcast last week. You got some extra holiday spending money. Lynch and I are doing our best, folks. I think I'm at 59% in the Super Contest. Lynch, do you have a percentage of where you are in NFL gambling? It's been tough because I placed so many money line bets this year that I've lost on. But they, you know, when you're getting two to one value, you don't need to win them yeah. at 58% clip. Um, I So far on this NFL season with our picks on this podcast, I am at 15 units of profit is the way that I'm looking at it. That's pretty damn good. All right, for Andrew Lynch, I'm Jason McIntyre. Enjoy the games. We will talk to you Monday. Monday.